Hey all you tunes out there, and welcome back to another episode of History of Animation. In today's episode, I thought I would talk about the anime movie Akira. This movie gets referenced in all types of media all the time, but I'm sure that it's mostly just anime fans that notice it. Basically, there is a famous motorcycle shot in this movie, and even if you've never even heard of Akira, I'm sure you've seen this clip recreated in something that you have seen. Akira was first a manga series by Katsuhiro Otomo. Otomo was born April 14th, 1954. He grew up with the love of films and mangas, so once he graduated high school, he moved to Tokyo to start a career as a manga artist. His first work was published on October 4th, 1973. It was a manga adaptation of the short story Matteo Falcon. It was titled A Gun Report. In 1979, Otomo created his first science fiction work, Fireball. This series was never finished, but it is the start of the type of writing that he became known for. Now for what we really care about, for this episode at least. He first wrote Akira in 1982. And of course, this manga was a huge hit. It was originally serialized in Weekly Young Magazine from 1982 till 1990. It consists of over 2,000 pages and was later compiled into six volumes. I noticed that they sell like a whole box set while I was doing research on this topic, so if you want to buy the manga, you can easily get it today. It had initially been published in the US by Marvel Comics under Epic Imprint, and it was the first manga to be translated in its entirety into English. With how big the manga got, it's really no surprise that it got an anime adaptation. What might be surprising is just how involved Kashihiro Otomo was. He agreed to the film adaptation on the grounds that he would retain creative control of it. And he really meant that. He personally storyboarded basically the entire animation. When he was told that it was too ambitious to make, he decided to collaborate with several different media companies and animation studios. This collectively became known as the Akira Committee. Thanks to this, Otomo was able to get a budget of 1.1 billion yen, or about 10 million dollars. This might not sound a lot from today's budget, and also an American animation budget, but at the time, it was the most expensive anime film ever made in Japan, and that budget didn't go to waste. It took a lot to create the detail of the post-apocalyptic sci-fi world, not to mention a lot just to detail all the characters. They had a team of 60 key animators hand-painting midgrounds and foregrounds of every scene. The result, over 160,000 animation cells. This is about two to three times more than what was standard for a anime feature at the time. In order to make sure that the animations were perfect, they used a 
quick action recorder. Basically, this let them digitize the frames so that they could play them back at 24 frames per second to check to make sure that the animation ran smoothly. They used this to make sure that their line art was perfect before they went to color. And speaking of colors, this movie had a huge color palette. About 327 colors were used, and about 50 of those colors were entirely unique and created just for the film. Remember, this was when they were still inking everything by hand, so they had to actually get the pigments for these. Of course, that's not to say that they didn't use any CGI. Animators were able to incorporate some CGI to help them a bit. It was a very new technology at the time, but thankfully the CGI was able to fit pretty well with the rest of the film. Special care was even taken for the lip syncing. At the time, voice acting was one of the last steps for an anime. Of course, Otomo, being a famous perfectionist, didn't like that. After all, this can lead to awkwardly trying to sync what an actor says to what's already been animated. It looks a lot better if you animate a character's mouth movements based off of a real actor's face. Of course, this would be very time-consuming and thus expensive, but Akira had the budget for it. The film was released in Japan on July 16th, 1988, and everyone loved it. On December 25th, 1989, Akira was, had a limited release in the US. After being released worldwide, it would make about $50 million at the global box office. This was the first time US audiences had seen an anime that wasn't meant for kids. Plus, it really opened the door for more anime to be released in America. After the success of Akira, American distributors were more interested in getting distribution rights for other anime, hoping that they'd find the next big hit. After directing Akira, Otomo would go on to direct Steam Boy in 2004. He was also a writer on Metropolis in 2001. Both of these films are now considered classics. He even directed a live-action Mushishi movie in 2006. I'm not really sure what the future holds for Akira. Warner Brothers have had the rights to a, a live-action remake since 2002. There have been several attempts to make it, but all have fallen through. Most recently, Taco Watiti has shown interest. But at this point, I don't really think that's happening. Honestly, I'm not really that into live-action remakes anyways. Plus, the anime holds up really well, and it just goes to show how much care was made in its development. Well, that's it for now. Don't forget to like this episode and follow for more animation history.